Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold. A place where shrimps discuss our lives, housewives, and why Peter was removed from Balenciaga's recent campaign. Okay, do you want to see what I have to show you? Yeah. That's gorgeous! That's huge! Yeah, it's pretty big, right? We think we're talking about your dick. <laughs> That's gorgeous! It's that Christmas tree for the viewers. Yeah, it's <laughs> really like it's Hallmark level Christmas tree. It's really nice. Thanks. I got it in like White Rocks. Someone didn't pick it up. So I got it on Sunday. And yeah, just haven't really worked on it since. But we have. Yeah. A lot you know where it's good? Stuff. Ornaments is Dollarama. That's where we got all of them. When I had my Christmas tree in 2020, I pretty much used exclusively Dollarama stuff and they're all like cute I got all like these gold things like everything was gold and red it was it was chic <laughs> you were wearing it out on the town mm -hmm. yeah. yeah they would have some like really chic ones like these old school they're all like these ones are like the best where they're like old school looking. oh I love that that's so cute and then like they're like choo-choo train oh well, that's cute that's like that actually looks like vintage I know and then this one I love. Mm -hmm. I like that one too. A pine cone. Yeah, we're just doing like the base with the dollar store ones. And then we're going to get some more sentimental ones as the month goes on. You should make your own like a kid does at school. Yeah, I know. Because like, this is what I made in 2022. And it's like, <laughs> it's like macaroni you know, 32 Santa. years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Either age 32. <laughs> <laughs> he made that? <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah i like rearranged my whole place so i could put in this tree and the tv yeah that's what like is it 12 feet tall it looks massive uh seven and a half inches <laughs> <laughs> from the boot uh it's a prosthetic <laughs> and i think once it gets the star on it it'll be a solid eight but I think my ceilings are like nine and a half. But there was a 12-footer that I saw on Craigslist. And I was like, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to have it in my window so all the condo folks can see. So you can share the joy. Yeah. And then we have, I don't, I'm afraid to lock up, but like the creepy rocking chair by the fire. Wow. My friend loves sitting in it. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Good. I realize she's like staying like longer than I thought. But it's not yeah. a problem because she works until five or whatever. Today she works later. Yeah. And you're yeah. just, you're doing a nice thing. It's like the holiday season. You should. Kick her out on the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's got a good job at UBC. So she'll make lots of money. So it'll be fine. Good for her. Good for her. But yeah, Even though like having a good job does not mean you can afford much. Yeah, no, you're still going to be poor nowadays. You can't get yeah. out you just yeah. can't get ahead. Nope. Speaking of getting ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just transition to White Lotus? Uh, maybe. What, what did you do this weekend, my girl? Oh, I was knocked off my ass by getting the COVID booster and a flu shot at the same time. Oh, really? So sick. 
Oh no. It, it was wild. It was 10 times worse than having COVID. Was it the flu shot or the COVID or both? You think? Well, I mean, I'm the only person I know who's had like a negative reaction to like the COVID booster. So I blame the flu shot. Okay. I'm I'm not, I don't regret knock on wood that I got it because getting the flu is way easier to catch than COVID. Mm-hmm. A mask won't protect you from getting the flu. The flu lives like on surfaces and all that stuff. So it lives in your dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was, because I got it on Friday after work. And then I woke up in the middle of the night, like at 2 a.m. on Saturday night and was just so sick. It's sick to the point where you're like, I can't even go back to sleep. I have to deal with this. So I just went onto my couch and took like Advils and watched Real Houses of Orange County season nine for like three hours. Really? I couldn't even sleep. I was in so much pain. I hate that. I know. I was on the couch all of Saturday. I didn't do anything. I just watched some good movies. What did you watch? I started off with Death Becomes Her. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that again. I've been seeing like clips of it. <laughs> have Christmas yeah, motives? it's so funny. Are there Christmas motives? No. Okay. <laughs> Is Goldie Hawn and in that? I watched Goldie Hawn and uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah. And Isabella Rossellini. She's so cool in that. And then I watched Anastasia. What? The Disney it's one? It's good. The one from the 90s. Is it real live action? No, it's cartoon. Oh, okay. It's a Don Bluth movie. Do you know Don Bluth movies? He did like All Dogs Go to Heaven. And, I know Michael um, Bluth and George Bluth. He's not related to them. Job. Um, <laughs> it was funny because like AJ was like, sitting beside me doing his own thing but like he knew all of the words to the songs which is crazy because he's like i've only seen this movie maybe once or twice in my childhood but he knew all of the he's obsessed with the, the russian yeah. revolution i don't know what do you call it yeah well, well it does take place during Soviet the, revolution. Like, Bolshevik Re- revolution i guess yeah, yeah. he's obsessed he, all he talks about <laughs> <sighs> and then i watched martha mars Marcy May Marlene. Have you seen that one? No, never heard of it. It's I don't know her. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know her plus her and her. Uh, it's an Elizabeth Olsen movie that came out a couple years ago. She's in it? Or did she write Elizabeth it? Elizabeth Olsen is the main character. Yeah. Okay. And it's about um, this young woman who um, escapes a cult in like the Catskill somewhere and has to go like live with her sister. And it's about her kind of deconstructing, and it's it's really dark, and I highly recommend. Did the Real Housewives of New York? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she escaped from Blue Bluestone. <laughs> or like, doesn't Lou had a place in the Catskill or something? But she sold it. Is that where Ramona's from? That like haunts her? Yeah, that's true. It's like Ramona's haunting grounds. I don't want to humanize that woman, demon. <laughs> She's doing bumps in Palermo. Diamond. Palermo. Did you see Phoebe Dobson? No, we did shrooms and my friend was overwhelmed. So we couldn't get up. But she was there. And it was funny because the performers are like, okay, imagine like a giant clock with like those like cuckoo people that go around and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those kind of like German style ones. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like in the middle of it. <laughs> Are you sure? Did you just imagine that? There was a TikTok. 
Oh, yeah, no, I did watch the TikTok you sent me. Okay, you're right. You see how, like, you couldn't see her? Because she was, like, in that, like, middle of that weird pyramid. (laughs) Yeah, she was singing, like, her latest single. (laughs) Dominos. (laughs) Daisy, you're so naughty. She wants to go on a walk. She hears that I'm up and around. She's like, why aren't we walking outside? She's British now. (laughs) Daisy. Daisy. But yeah, I heard it was snowing in Palermo. Oh, yeah. You know. (laughs) Like, there's snow in Pasadena. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya flipped her car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, should we just jump into it? Because it's such a salacious episode. Or I guess it's the second to last episode. It's like so it. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the audio, when you do that, just cuts out. It like can't it can register those frequencies. Not of God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, let me get back. We're going to talk about the White Lotus. So I was thinking, this is a pretty dense episode. We should just talk in terms of, like, the characters. Like, we'll start with, maybe, let's start with, like, Dom and Albie and, you know, that family and, like, their trip to try and visit their family. That was amazing. And then the Lucia pimp of it all. And the artichoke of it all. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if there was, like, meaning to that. I was just waiting an artichoke (laughs) Maybe that's what all the icons are. Um, but yeah, Lucia's fully inserted herself in that family. No pun intended. <laughs> Seriously, my God. Fully um, inserted. The entire yeah. family. Not just the tip anymore. <laughs> that was so camp, though. Like, here comes the translator, and it's the freaking whore. <laughs> the Italian yeah. fucker. I had a thought, though. You know how, like, her quote-unquote pimp stalked her? Do you think he's actually a pimp? Do you think he's just a friend positioning himself so that she can coerce money out of Albie or Dom? Be like, I I need to pay him off. Because when I originally heard about the pimp, it seemed, like, very, like, a made-up story. Yeah, and, like, does she really need a pimp? Exactly, because she's busy. Yeah, or I don't know. If if he was actually like a figure in the story, he would have been more of a presence. They wouldn't just be staying at the White Lotus with this pimp being there too as a side character. Yeah, he would be like to watch over. Her. And Mia's never men- mentioned him once. It's just like, I don't know. Exactly. So the pimp might actually be a plant for her to coerce money out of that family. A shakedown. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like him following them on the road and stuff was just a way of she's giving like, like a high stake to her situation. Yeah, she's just like, no, I need 3,000 euros. I don't know what to do. No, it's not your problem. Yeah. And then Albie goes to the bank. Exactly. He already did that once, taking like, his dad's debit card or something. Like, yeah. It's like, Dad, shut up. I just need 3,000 euros. That's <laughs> what it's for. She's <laughs> a sex worker. Okay. They prefer to be called sex workers. Yeah, so Albie and his delusions. I think Albie is being like this faux feminist, thinks that like he's just always doing the right thing with Lucia. Yeah, because he like says the right words 
that he thinks he's owed yes well yeah that like he has the opportunity and the privilege to kind of give her what she wants and that but he's getting something out of it too which is just like companionship and (laughs) (laughs) both episodes started with them having sex Mm-hmm. which it's made me think that it has to be like kind of important yeah Mike White just likes to watch maybe but yeah what did you think about when they actually went to their relatives home I thought that was really interesting how it went down yeah she's like what do we need men for that's like the thesis statement of the show yeah I thought that they handled it really wrong and they got a negative reaction and they were so bamboozled by it it's like you guys are just three men who roll up at this house and don't speak their language, didn't prepare a script or anything, and are just barely even trying. You're just like speaking English slowly to them. Of course, they're going to be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, who are yeah. you? You're like terrifying and driving like a, a Mercedes and like, yeah, um, that's like probably run by the mafia. It was so inconsiderate to like how it could be interpreted by these women who are alone at home. Yeah. It was cute, though. I love that scene. It was camp. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, entitled to, like, thinking they're going to have this big, like, welcome home. Homecoming is the word they kept using. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it speaks to the, the male privilege, which is the theme of the season. Which is when you hear your family. They thought they yeah. Were oh, my God. That was such a <laughs> missed opportunity. Yeah, that, like, he could have said, like, Mia Familia. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, say Familia. Say it. And <laughs> bring out the free breadsticks. <laughs> she throws an artichoke yeah that was hot I thought that was like a really important scene though to like show that like the gesture of them going out to find these family members the OGs was not at all about connecting with them but it was like for some sort of weird bucket list thing and they really didn't care about actually like making them feel less worried or anxious they weren't doing anything right you yeah. know it's like you're rolling up you're forcing so, yourself like, on these people like, like you have the- to like do more than that <laughs> Dom is like, do you want me to take my shirt off to make you more comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> if that happened to me, and if I lost my translator, I'd go find another translator. Yeah. You know, you don't just, like, assume that everyone thinks that you have, like, the best intentions, because that's, like, male privilege, too. Yeah. So like, they just can't, wanted to can't have you a take vac- a compliment? They just wanted to have a vacation, basically. Well, no one was thinking that deeply about it. Yeah, like, how would they would come off? Yeah. And they were like, you should smile more. <laughs> exactly. That was like, if you can Im- describe that whole scene, it's like, well, like, take a compliment. Why can't you smile more? Like, <laughs> yeah, egocentrist, like, thinking that your culture that is important or. Men just assume that, like, if they're not, like, overwhelmingly threatening, that, like, you have to just, like, go with the flow all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, women who are have people roll up at their home just not even speaking their language and asking for them to like participate in something of course they could just be like opt out and say no no they don't (laughs) they have to do what the men say they have to yeah (laughs) we live in a society of rules standards yeah so that's all i have to say about that plot point Okay. Should we get into uh, Mia and Valentina? Mia, Vagina. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a Mia Vagina centric episode. Mm-hmm. 
Valentina was giving good acting. I wrote in my notes, her face acting was so good. Yeah. I hope like her lip quiver out. when the girl that she has a crush on said that she was engaged to Rocco. Valentina's lip like quivered in this way that I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is acting. You are Meryl Streep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Concierge Marie, that's what we'll call her. <laughs> Concierge Marie. Maria. Yeah. Starfish Marie. <laughs> Maria the Starfish. Maria the Starfish. But yeah, I like felt that too. I was like, oh no. I know. I'm I just I'm really invested in Valentina's um gayness. Her faggotry. Yeah. Her her queer longing. You're pretty sure you just said faggotry, and I'm gonna quote you on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a hard F for faggotry. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think Mia's trying to get out of it? Do you think Mia almost like a the white lotus made Mia into a different person? Now she's all about exploration and just seeing what she can get out of people but do you think she actually like wants to have sex with valentina or is she trying to get something out of her she just wants to sing that's all she wants <laughs> she wants to sing she yeah to go on broadway baby i guess it's like different because like valentina is so classically good looking versus like the pianist which is like i could see why you would not be into him so it's like is it such a hard task to like want to have sex with valentina probably not there could be actual lust and intimacy there. Yeah. I think Mia... She's convincingly good-looking. Mia was keeping a present of love. And she was also, like, doming her. Yeah, that was hot. I was like, I'm gay. I know. I'm gay and I like this. <laughs> I'm, like, screen record. <laughs> <laughs> Pasting their face onto naked bodies now. I don't need to. I have the white lotus. <laughs> Actually, you know, you didn't see them naked. They were wearing clothes, I think, the whole time. Even, like, when Mia was rubbing her off or whatever. Scissoring her. Scissoring her to death. Can you imagine if that's what they did? If they actually showed scissoring (laughs) on the show. And Mike, like, it's like, let me teach you how it's done. And then they just start scissoring. And Mike White, (laughs) like, thinks that's how it's done. And then you just see, like, Valentina's face with, like, Mia's foot kicking around. It's, like, dirty. (laughs) It, like, goes into her mouth for a second. I don't really have any more, like, revelations with that scene besides the fact that, like, I'm sort of relieved for Valentina that she got to, like, lose her, you know, the card to a woman, finally. That was crazy to find out that, you know, how old do you think she is, Valentina? She's probably, like, 45 or plus. 60. No. (laughs) She's not 60 years old. She's probably 45. She had never had the opportunity to have sex with a woman, maybe. Yeah. Probably Later not. in life, Les. Probably not too many hot Lesies in Sicilia. I feel like there might be. They just might not be out, like Valentina. Yeah. Very tradizione over there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't that's, know. That's Italian for traditional, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's Italian for scissoring. <laughs> I have no idea what that would mean. Cesare. It's my birthday. Oh my god, I was thinking of like the Karen saying oh, yeah. like it's five nine. <laughs> Valentina, it's like five nine. Cinco nueve. Instead of sixty nine, it's five nine. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Good tie-in. I feel like there was, yeah, it was a birthday heavy week for the girls. It was. Yeah, it's birthday season. Should we get into the millennials? Okay, let's just take a break. All right. 
All right, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, she fell down. What did? You did. <laughs> I did it. She's on the floor. Somebody help her. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's Lulu. I want more shirts like that. It's kind of like, like a cyber goth print. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Is it tit nipply in there? Over there? No. <laughs> it's like, Meg. Meg, put on your bib, honey. It's like, Mom, I don't need a bib. Meg, I think you would feel a lot more comfortable if you had your bib on. It means your nipples are showing. <laughs> oh my god, I had the thought, you know, like like how Tanya was doing all the like lines of coke and stuff? No. What? What was I thought that was sugar? <laughs> but I was like, I had like the thought that I'm like, what if they just slip her a line of K to get her tranquilized? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, Peter, the horse is here. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Horse is here. <laughs> That was good. So much to to process. So much to discuss. Okay, let's jump into the millennials. The millennials? Okay. Jump right in. I love that. This is probably my favorite ep for Death or Aubrey or whatever her name is. Yeah. Harper. Um, For Harper, this is a great episode. I, or for Ethan, too. We're finally seeing, like, more emotion out of him. Yeah, he hasn't been very dynamic all season. No, he's really, like, stunted, I think. Even him versus Cameron. Cameron seems, like, a lot more, like, enigmatic and, like, just more in touch with, like, feelings, even than Ethan is. Yeah, that's true. He's more of a free spirit, that Cameron. Uh, truly, if I had to choose which one I would want to be in a relationship with, I would choose Cameron. You would. I think I would. Like, I would much rather have the guy once in a while cheats on me, but then we have so much fucking fun together. Then a exactly. dude with a fucking wet blanket. Ethan is so, you know, well, the, the beginning of the episode shows like how Harper calls him out. She's like, you're not attracted to me, are you? And he can't even address it. He has no like vocabulary to talk about the inner workings of like, I think the demise of their relationship. It ties into the masculinity theme too, which is yeah. like men don't know how to talk about their feelings. And also I think because I think he treats Harper as someone who won't, who won't leave him. That it's like she's in the bag, you know? And then when finally the idea that Cameron and her might have had sex, then he starts having passion about her. Yeah, well, that's how Cameron and Daphne get off, apparently. And it kind of works for them. Can I coin the term positive toxicity? Because <laughs> okay. their relationship is positively so toxic, but you kind of like it. Yeah, well, you have to be crazy function in this world it's like their own kind of like bdsm yeah like uh, almost like a, a way to punish each other yeah. but then also like have a ton of fun yeah as long as you're having fun which we see that they are we've seen enough clips of cameron and daphne when they're alone together and it seems like they have like a genuine real like attraction to each other so do you think that maybe this will turn a new leaf in the relationship, but that they're going to get off on cheating Harper and Ethan? That they might learn from Daphne and Cam. That's like where my mind took it, that like they have something to learn from these people. Yeah, because maybe they'll have passionate jealousy sex. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. 
maybe that, or that like the you can't take each other for granted you're gonna cut that hole in between the two hotel room walls <laughs> it's like hey, uh, ethan walks in why is there a hole cut in the wall <laughs> it's like the size of a prosthetic <laughs> but yeah it really was effective in uh giving the viewer anxiety uh feeling the way Ethan feels but I'm just like why don't you spill the tea bitch and have like fun gossip with your girly on the trip that's the thing it's like he is just like not acting like a married man like when you're married or just like when you're in a committed relationship with that person like you can just talk about fucking everything you can be the gossipy bitch that like you can't be with other people you know you can say whatever's on your mind and Ethan just doesn't treat Harper like his equal and he dismisses her and she knows it like the beginning of the series harper was judging daphne and cam for being these like shallow people but they actually have like way more emotional intimacy than she can achieve with ethan i guess maybe because of the dynamics of the relationship has changed in terms of like who's making more money so i guess it yeah they're learning from the like and that's what harper said too when she was saying like that essentially they're in the prime of their lives and that they were acting like old people, like that, like they don't have that spark at all. And this is not acceptable. It's not adequate. It's not good enough. And he, all he could say was like, but I love you. And it's like, that's so not what you want to hear. So, yeah. It's like, say you want to bang me. Yeah. yeah. Or just like promise to do better and acknowledge me. Acknowledge what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're too young to be acting this old. Is that you and AJ? No, we're very young. You're very young, hot young yeah. girl. Yeah. PYTs over here. Oh, yeah, we are PYTs. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's a possibility that Harper and Cam had sex? I think it would be too obvious, but maybe they did, like, a quick blowy in the cabana. <laughs> she, like, sat on it real fast in their bathing suit. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's, like, maybe the point is to never know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying, how it, it conveys anxiety that Ethan would mm-hmm. have. Like that. Yeah, like, Ethan had a full-on, like, vision. Remember, like, at the very end yeah, of the exactly. episode, where he could see how Harper, she didn't unlock the door fast enough, and she had, like, the lock, the extra lock done, and he called her out for it, and she was like, I had a, I had a drink, I don't know, maybe I was drunk and stuff, like, I'm like, her... She's being so good at like either manipulating the situation to give him that doubt, or they she actually did it. Like that's me masturbating in the my parents' computer room when I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you install that like extra lock. <laughs> they never had the lock there before. It's like a skeleton key. <laughs> I was just getting my hat. It's like it, you weren't even outside. I'm reading emails. <laughs> there's like a million hats on the wall <laughs> <laughs> somehow they're stuck there yeah. <laughs> I'm on MSN R.I.P. MSN I would use MSN again if it existed yeah I like the instant messaging service on the computer yeah on the computer yeah so what should we get into the children oh yes the, the Gen Zers Essex lad that was I think I liked that he revealed just enough for Portia to know something was up 
but we don't really know. Like, I thought that was like very provocative. I liked I that. I didn't really think he's his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish though that like Tanya had gone into detail. She was just like, no, I've said too much. You're like, why? I know. It's like, why? <laughs> this is your assistant. You should tell her everything. Exactly. The girlies should have each other's backs. If they're yeah. like, the foreign nationals or whatever, like you're in a house where you don't know anyone. So um, Portia gets the tea from Essex Lad when he was blackout. What he revealed was that like, he essentially met the uncle character, Quentin, when he was in like the deepest, darkest place, which I'm assuming is just like poverty. Yeah. Or like <laughs> doing what are those things called? Whippets. <laughs> They're really popular in the UK. Are they? Yeah. Oh my God. Like at a festival, like you can't even see the ground. It's just all these little canisters. And Allison was really? there. Yeah. Uh, like not like poppers, but like. No, those little like air canisters and balloons and stuff. And like when you really? leave, when you leave yes. festivals, there's like guys standing out there with like holding balloons. It's like really cryptic. And then that's crazy. You, like buy them that. for a pound or whatever, and you on the way out, you like huff a balloon. Like I'm pretty open minded, and I have no desire to do that. But it, I know, but it's like it's like drinking a beer over there in some ways. It's so common because it causes like immediate brain damage. Does it? Yeah. That's like my knowledge of it. It's, I, I, it's like huffing, right? It's the same thing. I don't remember. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I don't remember I? thing. Who you turn around, you're like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> you start dancing with the tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, Marge, you've gotten so prickly. Okay, so yeah. Portia knows that she has a responsibility to go protect Tanya. And I think that's what we're leading up to that Portia is going to go back to wherever they're partying to the house and be like, Tanya, something's fucking up. They're going to either kill you or something. I can't believe that Tanya was still horny after she saw that picture of Greg. Well, Tanya's fucked up. She's yeah. on drugs and she was drinking all night. Also, she doesn't know Greg's history. Like she might think that this guy resembles Greg, but she might not actually know what he looked like when he was young. They've probably only been married for a year, and she, I don't think, is a details person. Yeah, that's true. That's why we love her, though. It was so cute. Yes. She was like, my parents dressed me up like a doll, and no one wanted to play with me. And then she dressed up like mm. a doll that night, and it was so cute the way she was. Yeah, she looked really good. Makes me want I party to... with her. Makes me want cocaine real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to bump real, real bad. bad. <laughs> Okay, so let's just jump into the Tanya of it all. Tanya. Tanya is in danger. Yeah, I know. So we found out definitively that, like, Greg knows Quentin. Quentin was a plant to get Tanya to do something or to be vulnerable enough to have something done to her. Yeah, they want to push her off the cliff and take her money and put the money towards their broke ass, whatever it's called. Well, a friend of the pod messaged me about this and pointed out in the scene, where, you know, where Tanya is with the guy and like they're about to maybe like fool around or have sex or whatever. There's a, clearly a camera in the ceiling recording them. What? Yeah. No, it's That's it's fully scary. there. 
a friend of the pod, she noticed it and she told me about it. And I didn't notice it initially, but then she sent me a TikTok where it was like they zoomed in on it and it's like a full on camera recording it. So I think that there's a chance that Tanya has a clause in her prenup with Greg that like infidelity so that you get way more money. Um, So if Greg can, without a doubt, capture the fact that she cheated on him, he gets a payout. Mm -hmm. So it might not mean that Tanya dies. It might mean that she's fucked financially, but it might not mean that she's a dead man walking. Um, You know, Bebop and BB on TikTok. No, I think I've sent you conspiracy videos about them. It's like that mother-daughter duo, and it's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's giving Tanya and Portia <laughs> in Palermo. <laughs> oh my god, they're so dark though. That TikTok family. No, <laughs> there's a lock on the door on the bottom of the door. Yeah, and there's like speakers in the corner, and like the yeah. room is a set. And the scariest conspiracy I've heard is that like bebop or whatever is really good at lip syncing and in some videos the lip syncing is like really off and then they get people who can read lips to like interpret and they're like i don't want to talk about this okay i'm obsessed <laughs> <laughs> is that what I- <laughs> oh that's so dark <laughs> yeah i know okay yeah no <laughs> okay anyways kids <laughs> But yeah, the party looked really fun. I'm like, I, I haven't partied in a while. And I was like, triggered <laughs> watching that. They need to have, that's Daisy talking to me with the, through the Roomba. He communicates <laughs> telepathically through the Roomba. <laughs> he sets it off when she wants my attention. But yeah, I want to go to a White Lotus themed party. At... Same, that's a great idea for like a New Year's party. Yeah, what's that type of villa called? I'm calling it the estate. Like where Tanya's like gay yeah. party is at? I don't know. A palatial? I don't know. I don't know, but they keep on saying, remember like Cameron said, like these estate owners are all broke. At the very right. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But Piazza, Palazzo, yeah, Palazzo. Palazzo. A Palazzo party. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> making notes right now. I'm going to have a Palazzo party. Pull up the beers. We're having a party. <laughs> the beers. <laughs> What's the K? <laughs> Peter, the horse is here. Peter, the horse is here. <laughs> and just invite like 10 extras and get really elaborate wallpaper and just play like. Yeah, you need like mirrors and like brocade and tapestries i can't pull that off but curtains it was so funny when portia and essex lad were driving away and then the what's the owner guy his uncle oh like, quentin. Quentin, quentin like watches them like and he sees smoking a cigarette as if he like just got fucked it's so funny like, yeah like, it was like his <laughs> after exact his after fucked cigarette it was crazy yeah it's post-coital smoke yeah so yeah why why is tanya not getting it out of there there's so many bad signs like oh you have a gun that's hot (laughs) (laughs) you have a firearm makes me want another bump real bad (laughs) 
everything makes her want to come <laughs> real bad. <laughs> oh, it's been five minutes. I want to come real bad. Yeah. Well, did we cover all the characters? Yes, we did. Do you have any like assumptions going forward to like the final episode? What do you think is going to happen? I remembered when I was looking at the intro and at Jennifer Coolidge was the monkey on the chain. It was actually Jennifer Coolidge with the lady in the window in the corner and her husband is the monkey on the chain trying to get away. That's very possible. Yeah, that like he's trying to escape. Yeah, and she's like the one in the tower like looking out. And she doesn't know that she's entrapped him. Yeah. The entrapment is their marriage. Yeah. And like the legality of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I noticed those three rings. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think it was like two episodes ago or whatever that I said that like Daphne said that like she was foreshadowing saying that there was like a trifecta of evil that like happened in Cameron's business, you know, that there's like three people that just caused shit for them. So I think that's what the three like the real evil. Um, yeah, the real evil. Daphne is giving off so many dark vibes. I feel like, do you think she's going to be part of this murder or something? Or? I don't think she has a motive, TBH. Yeah. I think that she's actually, like, clear of suspicion for me. Like, that, like, Daphne seems like she is, like, very go with the flow about everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. But just a red herring, I guess, for Snake Jam. Um, I've seen people on Reddit assume that, like, um, you know, in episode one where Dom calls his wife and she like goes off on him because it's Laura Dern's voice that mm-hmm. Laura Dern will make an appearance in episode seven. Mm-hmm. And it's Jurassic Park suddenly. When she arrives and she's like, suddenly the water on the table. She uses guns in both hands. <laughs> she has like that like dinosaur. oh yeah the like fan monster yeah. that shoots ink at you yeah <laughs> yeah she emerges from an egg <laughs> <laughs> life finds a way mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> wait that's like chewy <laughs> no you sounded like the way you just did that was like, do you remember like a year or two ago, people were like, um, scientists, people uh, were excavating like this mummy oh, the and mummy. they used his like um, vocal cords to like simulate <laughs> what he would have sounded like. And it was like, <laughs> it's like Tutankhamun voice, just King Todd's voice. <laughs> it was like, Okay, so, okay, any more theories, though? Like, so what do you think is going to happen with Lucia? Like, do you think that, like, something's going to happen. Someone's going to die, and I think the Tessa de Moro thing has to play into it. I just think it has to. Yeah, of course. They keep on showing it like it's my freaking Christmas tree. Well, Ethan has an obsession with it. Like, not obsession, but, like, They've shown like a few times that like, where he like focuses on like makes eye contact with that statue, mm-hmm. and so like I think he might be in a revenge state. Yeah, like I all... I wouldn't be surprised if he murdered Cam. He's all riled up. He's riled up. When you're here, you might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 
there's blood on the hands of Daphne or Harper. I think it's going to be one of the guys that does it. I don't think it'll be Cam. I think it'll be Ethan who has a motive in like jealousy, rage. But he also is not consistently someone who has like that much emotion or passion. Yeah. We haven't gotten enough backstory from him, I guess. Yeah, he just seems like a bit of a shallow person. You don't think it's going to be Essex lad? I think someone who dies will be in the, like, the Quentin, Tanya, Greg, Portia circle. Albie, Valentina, Mia, Lucia circle. Club, club. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Are you? Yeah, no, this will be like my NFL. It's like watching it on Sunday night when it airs. I normally watch it on Monday, but I'm going to watch it when it airs. How do you do that? Well, I have a subscription to Crave. Have you oh, heard of it? I didn't know it came out. Hmm. Yeah, they'll post it night of. It's hot. And... It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. The conclusion of White Lotus season two. Do you like it better than last season? Um, I don't really compare them. I love them both. Like I love I, all my children equally. <laughs> I think season one shocked me because I didn't know I would enjoy it this much. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I was a fan of Enlightened by Mike White, like his show prior, and when I heard about white lotus i don't think it was kind of positioned as a comedy as much as enlightened so i was like i don't want to watch a drama about rich people blah 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 molly shannon in that the enlightened no no it's laura dern is the main character and mike white is actually you should watch enlightened i think we had have so much to talk about if you watched it there's so many references to white lotus in enlightened it's wild how much he references himself do you want to go crash white lotus I was looking up the other day, like, what hotels they were filming at were, and I want to go stay there. I know, that's what I was thinking. I'm sure they're booked for days now. Oh, my God. I'm sure this has given so much publicity for those hotels, like, because it doesn't take a lot of effort to find out where they filmed it. Like, you just search it and it comes up. And I hear there's a really high, low unemployment rate over there, so it's good to be employed. (laughs) One out of ten guests die. (laughs) They need to investigate what's going down at the White Lotus hotels. Yeah, they have a high turnover death rate. Yeah, the White Lotus experience. I think that's all I have to say, though, about it. Yeah, and I'll be the first to say it. That's showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. Mia. (laughs) Wraps it up for us with the song. That's Amore. I know. (laughs) The next song, she's like, on top of spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> covered in cheese fromaggi <laughs> that's Italian fromaggi fromaggio <laughs> <laughs> she goes on to write cloudy with a chance of meatballs <laughs> <laughs> she uh, worked with Domino's <laughs> she's the heiress to Domino's her last name is Domino's <laughs> Domino's, plural. Mia, Papa John, Domino's. <laughs> Greco. Greco. Greco Donaire. <laughs> Mia, Greco Donaire. Uh, Olive Garden. 
Eastside Mary. Eastside Mary. <laughs> the place where you get pizza at the mall. What was it called again? Mrs. Vanelli's. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Valentina. <laughs> Valentina Vanilli. <laughs> no. <laughs> Buy the slice. Viva Valentina. <laughs> Valentina, buy the slice. Uh, get you a hot slice. <laughs> She's in the Super Mario franchise. <laughs> she is kind of like a Wario character, Valentina. Do your best Wario impression. I can't think of how he sounds. I just know the canon. I'm a Wario. <laughs> <laughs> It's a me. <laughs> it's a me, Wario. It's a me, Wario. Wow. <laughs> okay, guys. It's been real. We'll but... see you next week at the finale of The White Lotus Season 2. I'm so excited. We're week to uh, stereotype Italian people even more every week. It's not racist when they're Italian. Yeah, Italian. Exactly. And that's the mantra we live by. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a yeah, slice of the meatball. And that's a more with the chance. And that's more. <laughs> with the chance of meatballs. And that's a mozzarella, okay. <laughs> that's a bocchini. That's an arancini. It only costs one dollar. That's a panini press. <laughs> For me, his last name is Panini Prince. Cappuccino. <laughs> orange mocha. Cappuccino. Yeah, orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> it's all hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> the heiress of the orange mocha frappuccino. <laughs> Okay. You have nothing to do with coffee. <laughs> Orange mocha. Orange mocha frappuccino. It's, it's like the Grasso family. It's like, we're Orange mocha frappuccinos. You're Orange <laughs> frappuccino. Familia. Set them on fire. <laughs> Spray spraying them with gasoline. <laughs> they're like they're in a jeep <laughs> jeep for some reason <laughs> the boys boys trip <laughs> <laughs> okay that's enough fun for today okay <laughs> what's for right. dinner I went to like a Russian grocery store on Sunday and I what? bought um, a redacted yeah. grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Putin owned grocery <laughs> store. And I bought like these Siberian pierogies that I'm going to, I'll use those and then I'm going to make like a mushroom onion, no stir fry, just I'm going to cook them down with butter Ooh. and white wine. And then I'm going to serve it with like a dill cucumber salad. 
and then have like horseradish on the side and yeah then you're gonna serve i feel like putin french onion soup (laughs) that's putin's last name is that your putin's impression (laughs) french onion soup french (laughs) okay in soviet russia car for q in soviet russia onion french you This is so stupid. We need to hang up. We want French onion real fast. I want a French onion real fast. French that onion. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Shrimp Cocktail Podcast is created, produced, and edited by Becky P. and Peter B. Find us on social media at Shrimp Cocktail Podcast and on Twitter at Shrimp Podcast. Special thanks to Catherine at King Pat for the cover art and to AJ at Grief Jerky for the theme song. Please catfish us at shrimpcocktailpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you love Shrimp Cocktail, be sure to follow us on Patreon for exclusive episodes and more. Goodbye.